Hey, what is going on everyone? It's me, Mr. Mario, and welcome back to another episode of Mario's Minute. In case you do not know, this is a monthly podcast I like to do here on YouTube as well as on major podcasting platforms. So if you're checking this out on my YouTube channel, Mr. Mario 2011, welcome, but you can always get a audio only version if you look up Mario's Minute on most major podcasting sites and platforms, and vice versa, if you're listening to the audio-only version of this and you might want to join in on the conversation or just have some kind of cool visualizer in the background, you can find the video upload of this on my YouTube channel, Mr. Mario 2011. Now, I guess this month we're going to be doing uh, one of these solo episodes, and for anybody who does not know, I like to kind of alternate on here every other month. Uh, last month, I had Adam Korlick on, who was a really entertaining guest to have on, and him and I had worked together on a few things, uh, both physically and video-wise as well, too. Uh, we actually did a Xbox 360 collaboration of sorts, which you can check out on, I guess, technically his channel and my channel. Um, and we are also, well, no, I guess I'm working on the videos with that. In, in short, I worked on a couple systems for him, and I'd done some videos on them. Uh, I have a Xbox One X that, well, now he has it, but I had worked on his, just installed an SSD, cleaned out and all that, that I'll probably release one or two videos on, but we're not doing any hard collaboration on that. Uh, we did on the 360, though, so that was a fun time. But either way, let's go ahead and get into this episode. I do have several topics I want to hit here, uh, but I'm going to try and kind of keep it concise as well, too, to stay within, you know, the time frame that I want so, first of all, it is right now June of 2020. I hope everyone is safe at the moment. The topics I'm going to talk about right now in regards to this, which would be related to the quarantine itself, or I, I guess, you know, coronavirus and all that, uh, these are, uh, th th this is changing every single day, right? As we already know. So, I guess the good thing is it would be interesting to listen back on this later on if anybody's coming to this later. Uh, bad thing is don't rely on this for news is what I'm saying, which I'm not trying to break news on here, mind you. This is just a this is a podcast that I put up. It's not a news type thing. <laughs> so, so far, at least for me personally, I am about, uh, is it? Yeah, I am just over three months now into a self-quarantine, I guess you can say here. Uh, for anybody who does not know, uh, I do I do have a day job and I do work in tech. So thankfully with that, I do have one of the jobs where I'm able to do my job 100% remotely with no issue. Uh, you just give me the hardware and an internet connection and I'm ready to work. I'm all good to go. Um, and my company, thankfully, has been really progressive with this in which they're saying, or I, yeah, They've, they've been real cool about is what I'm saying. So um, we were originally sent home like around the middle of March and we were supposed to come back within a few weeks and, and then they extended out and they extended out again. And then just recently we got our biggest extension that we had gotten out of any of these dates, uh, which was about a two month extension. So right now I'm still going to be at home until at least August, like optimistically 
early August, I could probably go back into a facility. Um, but I, I, I'm going to be honest as well, too. I'm actually not really in a rush for that either. Uh, I've gotten pretty comfortable with being at home. I like saving money and all that stuff. I, I'm one of the people where I'm thankfully in a good position for this. Uh, I know there's some people who either they don't want to be at home all the time uh, or they simply can't be at home uh, because of their job. There are still going to be essential jobs. Uh, there's also still going to be companies that are going to say, hey, uh, even though we can work remotely 100% of the time, you all have to come back in office, which I, I don't agree with that at all, uh, especially if you're in a more high-risk area. I do think we should do our best to, you know, if we have the ability to stay at home, to work at home, to socially distance from others, to slow down the spread of coronavirus, uh, I am completely for that. Um, so th this is this has been working for me at least, but I know for other people, it's probably been driving them nuts. Like if there are people who have to be, again, essential workers, I understand they still have to be out. They still have to risk things and such and risk their lives, risk other people's lives. I totally get that. Uh, then there are other people who they might not have the best home life or, you know what, this isn't even a, a, a bad one here. It's just if you have a house full of family members or full of kids or an apartment just completely packed to the brim, you know, with family, like you're in kind of a smallish apartment and you got like six people living in there. Uh, yeah, I can get how that would just kind of drive you a little bit crazy. Um, so I, I totally understand that. But either way, I really hope everyone is doing the best they can right now, um, both, well, not both, but I guess with, uh, you know, emotionally, physically, health-wise, that's why I said not both, because there were multiple things I was trying to pack in there. But I hope everyone is doing as best they can. Uh, it's still definitely spooky times out there, for sure. If, if there's anything I can harp on for people to do and just take away from this if you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking hey what can i do for this to you know help out and make mr mario happy and if you want to do that awesome but it just this is you know i'll just say wash your damn hands if you don't wash your hands you're a filthy animal all right wash your damn hands and um you know wear a mask as a common courtesy uh that's been one thing i've actually been surprised with i've been uh i've been wearing masks for the last at least month or two something like that um definitely yeah I, i'd say about the past two months or so at first i wasn't um i still don't really do the glove thing but i'll bring hand sanitizer with me everywhere i do wear a mask i've actually gotten pretty comfortable wearing a mask i kind of like the trend as well too so I'm one of those people where I don't really mind it. Uh, I do the fabric masks, though. So they look cooler. They're they they're more comfortable, all that fun stuff. Uh, I have family members who they use the disposable masks, and they complain, oh, it hurts, or it's uncomfortable, or it fogs up my glasses. And it's like, yep, yep, yeah, uh, they will do that. Uh, it, it can at least be cut down, like, you know, fogging and, you know, discomfort and such. That can be cut down dramatically if you go with a fabric mask, which I definitely recommend people do. You can either make your own or you can buy them for, like, I don't know, at most $10 per mask. But even I got a pack of three for 10 bucks. So that that's what I can recommend on there. <laughs> so... Yeah, I, I guess on that as well, too, I did have, um, as part of the, you know, 
kind of self quarantine I've done here. Uh, I ironically, and I've I, I'm just going to stress here, I've been very careful about this, and and I'll explain it and such. Um, I've done a little bit of traveling. I've had some traveling occur as well too. Uh, now, when it comes to traveling, I do not want to get on a plane at all. Like, I would not get on a plane right now if there's anywhere I'm going to travel. Uh, I'm going to be traveling in my car. I feel like I at least have more control that way. Uh, and I can control how, how clean I want to be. Because, again, people are going to be nasty. Um, so, this is actually just over a month ago. Yeah, I was in, like, early to mid-May or so. Uh, at one point, I had gone out and I had visited a friend for about a week. And everything was all good. Like, thankfully, I'm still not sick or anything. But everything was all good. It's just when I was driving out there, I did notice like the area I'm at, um, it seems to be hit or miss with masks and such. Um, I'm not saying if you don't wear a mask, you're going to be a dirty person. But it's just it's something that you immediately see. And typically, if you'll see someone who wears a mask, you're going to get more of the impression of, oh, they're probably caring a little more to stop the spread of it. But that's just the perception I have of it, at least. Point is on there, um, I was wearing my mask everywhere on that. And like where the area I'm at, it seems to be hit or miss depending on where you go. Uh, like some examples are, for example, I only really shop at Costco now uh, for my groceries. I try to do it just once a month. And the reason why I go there, well, not only it's you know a great place to go, but the main reason why I go there is because of their policies. Uh, they've kind of laxed on their social distancing stuff, which I've noticed a lot of people in a lot of places are doing. But Costco is still enforcing the policy where only two members per card, like only two people per membership card can come in. And everyone who comes in is required to wear a mask. And I like that. But literally, if you go, like, I don't know, a minute away to the Costco gas station, all of a sudden you're going to have a, either, depending on where you go and when it might be, nobody wearing masks or some people wearing them. Or the weirdest one I've seen has been I went there once and there were three other people I saw, aside from me, who had masks and all of them were wearing them around their necks, like it was a fashion thing as opposed to being functionally useful. Like I'm talking, they didn't have their nose covered, they didn't have their mouth covered, they just had it hanging down, which that's, that, I, I don't get that. <laughs> I really don't get that. The point is on here, when I was leaving the area I'm at, like at one point, I really had to go to the bathroom. I did not want to stop, but I really had to go to the bathroom, so I stopped at a gas station or little truck stop area. Nobody, absolutely nobody was wearing a mask. Uh, I went inside the cashier area. They had, you know, type of, I guess, like hard plastic separators uh, between you and the cashier which I guess will help, you know, if anybody's going to be spitting, sneezing, any of that nasty stuff. But the cashiers weren't wearing masks. Uh, maybe one of the worst things was when I went into the bathroom, uh, it was really not clean. <laughs> it really wasn't. Uh, there was, I'll be a little bit explicit here. There was a toilet that was full and was not flushed. And the janitor had come in while I was using the bathroom and then washing my hands. And this man seriously, like, opened up the stall, looked at that nasty toilet, 
and just walked off to another toilet. He, he, not even the jander wanted anything to do with that, which I'm like, okay, that's kind of funny. And at the same time, like, God damn it. Seriously, seriously. So it, it can really be hit or miss on there, but any type of visiting stuff I've done, it's very much been, you know, we're going to quarantine together on that. So like when I visited my friend, I visited him for about a week or so. I brought my dog with me. And aside from at one point we did have to get groceries. So like grocery shopping, you know, you put your mask on, you keep yourself clean, you're all good. Um, I take my dog out on multiple walks. It's easy enough to avoid people that way. But aside from that, uh, I, we just had a really good time staying inside and I was working that week, he was working and then we were playing video games and got delivery and all that stuff. So it was actually a really, really fun time being able to do that. It was a really awesome time. Uh, however, we just, you know, again, the idea was quarantining together. Uh, and on the flip side with that as well, too, I actually had my family here visit pretty recently. Uh, it had, of course, been a while since we'd seen each other, and we had talked about it, and they were either wanting me to... They said it could have gone either way. Either I could have gone out to visit them, or they could have visited me. Uh, but as we were talking about it more, I actually kind of proposed the idea to them. I was like, hey, guys, I keep hearing you all say that you're cooked up, you're cooked up, you haven't gone anywhere for a few months, you haven't traveled anywhere, uh, I just, like, a few weeks ago, I, I just left town, and I came back, like, I'm pretty satisfied on my travel-related stuff, so it might be better for you all if you want to visit, but if you all don't want to drive anywhere, that's fine, I can come to you, I'm just saying, like, I have the little bit of travel bug I had temporarily out of my system, so I don't mind. Uh, but they hopped on the opportunity for that, and they came to visit me. And it's, again, been one of those things where I've been quarantining, they've been quarantining, they traveled safely, and then, you know, we kind of just quarantined together here. So my house was packed for a little bit. It was pretty much um, all of a sudden I had my family here with also multiple pets as well, too. Uh, because my brothers have a couple of guinea pigs, so uh, that that's a whole story unto itself as well, too, which I'll probably tell at one point, but either way on there, it was funny because, uh, you know, we, we were all working and such, we were still able to do that, I did take some time off so I could, you know, spend it just uncut with them and just, you know, take a little bit of a break from work and such, however, on all of that, um, it was funny because I, I definitely realized Part of this has been, this whole experience, part of it has been, wow, I used to go out, because I've always said, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm a homebody, I like to stay at home, you know, I'll go out here and there, but then all of a sudden, when you're really self-quarantining, it's like, wow, I used to go out a lot more than I gave myself credit for, like, holy shit, because I don't really just, like, idly go out anymore, or I don't just, you know, window shop or browse, like, Whenever I go out, unless even walking my dog, actually, there's always some kind of goal in mind there, you know? So even if I go outside, I'm going out to walk my dog. Yeah, I enjoy that. I like listening to music, you know, for 20, 30 minutes at a time, working up a good sweat. Um, but there's a goal there. If I'm going to be going out somewhere, uh, it's going to be shopping. It's going to be picking something up from the post office. It's going to be shipping something out. It's going to be accomplishing something that I'm trying to do. I think throughout this entire quarantine, there's only been one, 
maybe two times where I went out with like no goal. And by that, it's just like, hey, I'm just going to go and drive. And that's it. J- driving just to drive. That's it. Just aimless driving. Uh, which even so, I haven't really done that because I haven't felt the need to recently. Also, it's kind of nice not spending the money on that stuff. And uh, the savings have been real cool on there as well, too. I'm not really spending as much on gas. Uh, plus, I just found out my car insurance has gone down to... I, I'm saving over half of what I was spending on car, car insurance is what I'm saying here. Uh, simply because mileage is not racking up right now. And it's not just me. It, it's tons of people all across the U.S. who are going through the same thing. So um, that's good, you know, depending on who you talk to. I, I guess if you're in the insurance industry, it might not be the best because there's not as many accidents that are happening. So there's not going to be as much money to be made. But, eh, you know, you know, it's it works out for me is what I'm saying. So on that, when I had my family here, it was funny because there were several times like they were talking about like going out somewhere, doing something. And I just straight up said, I'm like, no. No, I'm not. I'm not gonna do that, or I'm not gonna go this place, or I'm not doing this thing, uh, or even. <laughs> uh, I think one of the things of it has been I really don't. Traditionally, I don't really do delivery for food. Um, I would eat at a place, which I certainly don't do now. I, that's one thing I will not do at all. I will not eat at a restaurant. I see people doing that, and I'm just like, you do you, that's fine, I'm not eating at a restaurant. If I really want restaurant food, I'm either doing delivery, which is going to be contactless, or I'm going to do carryout on there if there's not any other option. So that's typically what I've been doing. But there's been several times where I ordered food, and I either said, uh, no, I don't really want to go out all the way to this place, or I said, I just don't want to leave. Like, I really don't. So I would go and order food. But Again, it's kind of, it's been a little jarring and eye-opening where I was like, wow, I used to go out a lot more than I ever credited myself for. And it's funny because I I think my family even noticed that a little bit as well. Because I even told them multiple times over the week they were here. I was like, guys, I, I told you all, like hey, if you all visit, we're not really going to be doing that much. Like, I mean, we'll, we'll, I, I certainly don't mind walking nature trail or walking around the neighborhood doing something like that. Uh, but we're not going to be, you know, driving all over town or checking out these places or doing these other things. Like, I I don't I don't do that. Like, that, I just don't do that. <laughs> I think there was one place we did go to. There were a few, like, there were a few shops to, like, buy things that we needed that we went to. Um, and there was like one leisurely place we had gone to, but for the most part, we kind of just stayed put and enjoyed each other's company, which I don't think there's anything wrong with that, especially if family is living apart from each other and they're together all of a sudden. So it works out well enough, but that's kind of been my own quarantine update. So I kind of just wanted to provide that there, and, you know, that's all that's been going on in regards to it. Again, I'm hoping everyone has been doing real well, as as well as they can right now. I know it's been good or bad in some places, and, you know, between jobs and such. I'm just trying to wish the best for everyone, man. I'm just sharing my own experiences right here. So, let's see. Looking at the PS5. I, I don't have all too much on here, and just look when I spend 20 minutes on it, I have no idea. Um, I don't have all too much to talk about on this. Uh, maybe I'll just talk about, you know, 
next generation systems in general a little bit. I'm sure that'll come up, but I want to more specifically talk about the PlayStation 5. So the PlayStation 5 was announced pretty recently, and well, not announced. It was it, it was revealed pretty recently. But right now, we can only really rely on kind of sort of leaks for release dates and prices and all that stuff. And there's a few things that we do know of, like we know what the system looks like, we know the form factor, you know, as best as we can scale it and such. Uh, it's it's interesting. I'm, <sighs> I like the PS5's look more than the Series X. I'm not really crazy about either of them, though. At this point, I'm kind of picking, like, for the physical form factor, I'm picking a lesser of two evils, and that, for me, is the PlayStation 5. So there's people that absolutely love how it looks. I don't see that. There's people that hate how it looks. I'm not that passionate about it. I'm just kind of like, nah, I'm not, I'm really not crazy about it. At least it's not a fridge. It looks like an Alienware gaming PC to me. That's That's what it looks like. Now, there's going to be two versions of it, at least right out the gate. There's going to be the standard version, and there's going to be the discless version. I think that's a good idea, and I'll explain that. Um, I, I do, the, the negative side with it is, as a physical collector, as somebody who still believes in physical media, and I pick that up and all that stuff, and people are still picking up physical media in droves. Look at Final Fantasy VII Remake. Look at Animal Crossing New Horizons. Look at um, Last of Us 2. Uh, physical copies of those games are selling like gangbusters. 2020, people are still picking up physical media for their games. So... What I'm saying here is probably going to hurt me, but I'm still saying that this is, you know, good for the consumer overall, I guess, uh, assuming you, you're okay with, you know, things being tied to your account and such. Now, this is where it kind of gets into the pricing. From what I've seen, you know, from some things that have leaked out and some, you know, I, I guess really good educated guesstimates on here. I don't think it would be unreasonable to see 399 US dollars for the discless version and 499 dollars for the disc version. And that's when I had seen those two and I said, okay, I get it, that works out. Because here's the thing, these systems don't look like they're going to be cheap. <laughs> they look like they're going to be expensive. And historically with game systems, when you start getting past 400 US dollars, oh boy, that is, uh, that's risky territory. Uh, you can look at several systems that had, you know, really staggered at the beginning, uh, namely the Xbox One, namely the PlayStation 3. Look at those. Like, when you get past that 399, People are going to question it. And yeah, I know people are going to say, oh, inflation, it doesn't make as much of a difference now, it's actually cheaper. That doesn't really matter. It's still the number. I'm not talking about the inflation. I'm talking about that number. And what I'm saying is when you go past 399 that's really going to make a lot of people second guess if they should get this or not. And we've seen it time and time again for these consoles. We've seen it time and time again. So 
if this is uh, for let's just set a baseline here if we're going to be banking on 399 for a discless version and 499 for a disc version uh, i already know the discless version is going to be selling like hotcakes not because people are tired of using discs not because people don't want to go physical anymore but because it's cheaper and that's it uh, because from what i see the cheaper variations of game consoles almost always sell super well. Now, I, I said almost always. I'm I'm not talking about, you know, a major, major downgrade. Like, for example, the Wii Mini, that thing really barely sold. It, it did not sell very well at all. Uh, but that was because that was such a heavily gimped version of the system. Uh, th there's been other systems as well too I've seen you no know, like slim consoles I know the PS2 slim sold incredibly well the PS1 slim I, I think that just came out too late into the life cycle and, and there's kind of a sweet spot as well too with that um, with bringing something out later on into the console's life cycle when it might be appropriate and such but this is not a slim version here this is just a discless version and again I think the discless version will sell much better just because it's cheaper and only based on that. And when a lot of people pick up this system and they realize it's discless, they're either just going to deal with it or they'll say, oh, I guess the PS5 just isn't really doing discs anymore and they'll go digital. And I know that's what Sony's wanting to do. That is not what I want to do. But I know that's what Sony is wanting to do because they can control their licensing more and such. And, you know, that's just where the future is going on there. So I get that. And I'm trying to hold off as much as I can. Uh, for the consumer, though, what I'm saying is, you know, there's a lot of people who they don't want to mess with discs. They don't want to use discs. I, I know like the, the Xbox One, for example, I know the Xbox One Sad Edition, you know, the in case you don't know, the Xbox One S all digital version. I think that might have come out a little bit late because I haven't really seen it moving a whole ton of units, but I also think it was a little bit too expensive for what it is. Uh, the point is on there, let's even look at the Xbox One. You know, you had the original Xbox One, the VCR model. It started selling better when they dropped the price on it. Then they came out with the One S, which is, from what I've seen, always sold well. And then they had the One X, which is selling well, but not nearly as well as the One S. And that's simply because it's a more, it's, it, it, it is a more powerful system. It is a more premium system totally get that and that's fine most people don't care about that though especially when the price is going to reflect that now right now 2020 you can pick yourself up a 1x for like 300 bucks which is a really good deal don't get me wrong but people are going to just look at the price they'll say well why would i spend 300 dollars on a 1x when i can spend 200 dollars and still get a 1s it's they're both xbox one right Yes, okay, so I'm just going to save the $200. I don't care about all this other stuff. So that's what I mean where I say, like, you know, those cheaper variants will almost always sell a lot better. Uh, now, the 1S all digital version, again, that is a 1S that does not have the disk drive in there. And I think if they just drop the price even further on it, it, it would go out more. I also think it might have come out a little too late in the Xbox One's life cycle. That's just my opinion on there. But I know for a fact there are many, 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 many Xbox One users who either never use the disk drive 
on their Xbox One or stopped using the disk drive. They just stopped caring. They did not want to use it any longer. And it is what it is on there. I mean, my Xbox One, I, I have a One X. I don't really use discs on there that often. When I fire it up, I might be streaming something on there. Or you have Game Pass, where Game Pass is, to me, it's the Netflix of video games for the Xbox One. And you go on there and everything is digital. So there's there's no way to even use a disc on that. So I, I can totally understand that. I'm not sure if Sony's going to do something similar. Um, I, I know there's like PlayStation. Well, PlayStation Now, actually, you can download from what I know. I don't use PlayStation Now. I have PlayStation Plus. I don't have PlayStation Now. Maybe Sony might want to do something on that with the PS5. I'm not sure. They might. They might not. It's totally up to them. But the point is on there you're going to have you're not introducing a digital only version two or three years or five years in the console's life cycle you're introducing that immediately and i see what sony is doing they are trying to kind of get the curb on that digital market and make that more the option going forward on there and if you want the quote-unquote premium version which at this point it's not premium it just has the disc drive in there you can pay a hundred dollars more which a lot of people aren't going to do Honestly, I, I don't think a lot of people are going to do that. I am going to do that because I still plan to use discs and pick them up and such, but we'll see on there. The other thing as well, too, kind of coming back to price in regards to the PS5 is, to me, this looks like this is the only way they could have sold a PS... Like, if we're, again, if we're sticking to that $399, I think this is the only way that Sony would be able to put out a PlayStation 5 brand new at launch and either make a profit or not lose that much money per unit and still keep it at $400 or less just axing the blu-ray drive at that point they don't have to pay for blu-ray key licensing per system they don't have to physically put in a blu-ray drive into every single system uh different form factor as well to slightly different form factor mind you because that's one thing i've noticed the xbox one s uh all digital edition they they just yank out the disk drive and that's it. it's the exact same system they just yank out the disk drive and there's no slot on there um but the ps5 there is a actual physical difference on the ps5 between the digital and the physical disc versions of them um but yeah looking at that i mean they're going to want to keep the specs the same they don't want to immediately have a pro model right out the gate that'd be kind of silly to do on top of that as well too i, I was thinking I, I actually looked it up right before this i just wanted to see how much storage is on the ps5 and the PS5 is shipping with one terabyte of storage, which in my opinion is, is, is pitiful for 2020. You're dealing with a super premium game console in 2020. That's going to be pitiful. One terabyte of storage. I know it can be expandable. And I know on this, it's also we're going to be dealing with a crazy SSD. It's not like a standard hard drive or even a standard SSD that we're putting in there. It's much more customized. I get that. Um, but the reason why I brought that up is because I was thinking, well, could they reduce the storage on there? Which, no. Uh, I they what, Shipping out with one terabyte is pretty much the bare minimum they could or should be doing for this system. And I think that's what they're doing. It it almost feels like I, I know this might be a little bit of a stretch, but 
in 2005, the Xbox 360 shipping out with a 20 gigabyte hard drive, this is the equivalent of it. In 2020, a new game system shipping out with a one terabyte hard drive. Um, it can get you a decent amount of the way there. It, it should give you enough you know, headroom and leeway at the beginning, but you're definitely going to want to upgrade at one point shortly after, and things are definitely going to get bigger. But if you are just starting out on here, and you need something for the first few years, and you can kind of manage with, you know, your data management and such, a one terabyte in a game system in 2020, again, that's good, like in, in a modern game system is, is what I'm saying here. It's like that 20 gigabyte hard drive 15 years ago. <laughs> so that's what I'm thinking out there. I, I think that that's really about it. That's removing that disk drive is going to be the only way they can get to be under $400 or right at $400. And I think that's probably going to be the way going forward. Now on the Series X, it's been interesting to see that I've seen more of the just, you know, the regular Series X, the one, the, the fridge looking thing, the thing that looks like a fridge um, that has the disc in there. And I've been seeing reports that there's going to be a discless version, which that doesn't surprise me either. If Microsoft is doing that same thing, hell, in my opinion, Microsoft has more of a leg to stand on because they can pretty much say, here's your Series X. Here is your little, cute little box that doesn't have the disc drive in it anymore. And all of your games that you can ever want to play are going to be on Game Pass and don't ever worry about getting bored because all of our first party games will be available on game pass day one so you don't even have to pay for them separately so i think they have a much bigger leg to stand on in regards to that and that makes more sense but i i guess my my last thing on here is really like my thoughts on this overall like not in regards to the pricing itself but i guess just kind of next gen coming up here I'll be honest, I'm, I'm not really that excited for it. I will get both systems, the Series X and the PS5, um, eventually for sure. Uh, the Series X, I, I'm not as excited to get. This generation, I really wasn't into the Xbox One. Uh, I Again, I have a One X, and I don't use it all that often. And to me, the Series X looks like a super ultra-powerful, faster Xbox One which is what I expected the next console to be. Uh, the same thing with the PS5. To me, I, and I've said this multiple times throughout the years, uh, I think the architecture that we have on the PS4 and the Xbox One, I think you know developers are happy with it. I think people are happy with it as long as the developers are happy with it and they're actually making use of it. And there are so many years set into this right now, set into this standard, that I don't think Sony and Microsoft need to or should be trying to reinvent the wheel come the next systems what i think that these companies should do is they should make the playstation 5 a super ultra powerful ps4 and they should make the series x a super ultra powerful xbox one and then when you build out your games there's going to be exclusives later on don't get me wrong but at least when you have the cross-compatibility stuff, you essentially have it as a spec on there. So you have one build of, let's say, Cyberpunk 2077, for example. And the way they're selling it to you is, hey, you can pick it up on PS4. And when you pick it up on PS4, you can also get a free upgrade to the PS5 version. I don't, I, I haven't seen the tech on this, mind you, but I, I guess what I'm expecting of that is it's all going to be built to one it's going to be built for one system and then 
your spec is going to depend on what fidelity the game is going to run and such. It's going to be like presets on a PC game. So you fire up a game on PC and you have, you know, your low, medium, high, and ultra. So it's like on this, for example, let's say, again, Cyberpunk 2077. You pick it up on PS4. If you put that disc into a P into an old PS4 or a PS4 Slim, you're going to play it on low or medium settings. That's going to be the preset for you. Uh, or let's say, you know, for brevity's sake here, let's say it's going to play on low settings. And then you put it in a PS4 Pro, it, it could play on medium settings. You pop it into a PS5, it's going to default to ultra settings. And I guess that's my gross oversimplification of it but that's what i am expecting to see on this um for example you know the the reveals of the series x and the playstation 5 uh, i didn't really get that excited for them like you know the the game reveals is what i mean because there wasn't really any gameplay that was shown uh plus you know low quality streams and such on there that i was watching but it all just looks like really nice looking versions of what we have right now which is what i would expect i'm being pretty realistic on it right now um i <laughs> the reason why i would pick up the ps5 first because I, I do plan to get that i i might get it on launch i probably will all right let's just be honest i probably will get it on launch and one of the reasons why i'm going to do that is because well hell i like sony i'll probably like the ps5 cool system uh plus there's going to be exclusives on there that i can pick up and you know i've i've enjoyed the ps4 more the xbox series x on the xbox one side of things i haven't enjoyed the one as much and this looks like it's going to be an extension of the one which is fine uh but they're also really not going to be giving me a huge reason to upgrade anytime soon especially since there's going to be games that are new games will still be coming out on both platforms and Microsoft has confirmed, they've done a hard confirmation and said, year one, there will be no Series X exclusive games. I'm going to repeat that. There will be no exclusive games for the Series X in the first year of its release. I'm not saying that's good. I'm not saying that's bad. I'm saying what Microsoft said right there. So whenever the new Halo game comes out, for example... Uh, I'll be able to pick that up and play. Like I'll, I'll be able, I'll probably get a physical copy of it because it's Halo and I love Halo. But I could, you know, turn on my Xbox One at midnight and go into Game Pass and grab the game and you know play it on there just fine. And I'm sure it'll be okay. If anything, it might even play a bit nicer on the One X. And that might sound a little bit odd, but this is a this is a game that's being developed, first and foremost, on the Xbox One, and it's going to be ported or, you know, put onto the Series X. Uh, I We've seen some, we, we've seen similar things before. I know completely different platforms and such, but I'm just thinking like Breath of the Wild, for example, where Breath of the Wild, uh, even though that was a Switch release game and it came out the same day the Switch came out and it was a launch title, that was a port. Uh, that was a game that was very much built from the ground up and built in mine and released on the Wii U and the Switch got the port of it. And in some ways, namely like loading and such, the Wii U version was actually better for a bit. I think now that the it's been a while since I've played it, but I think now after patches and such, the uh, Switch version is the better version to play. But 
still I, I've just found that funny. So like it, it wouldn't what I'm saying is it wouldn't surprise me if Digital Foundry does their video and they compare the Series X version and the One X version of the new Halo game. And when they compare them, they're just like, yeah, you know, the Series X version, it's awesome on all these things, except the One X version loads faster here and there, or it doesn't have as much pop-in, or it has these other things that make it a little bit better. And if that happens, that wouldn't surprise me all too much. Yes, even with the super crazy SSD on the One X, uh, or not the One X on the Series X, it's just kind of growing pains of being on a new system. And yes, I know people can say as well too, it is, it's going to be the same platform, it's going to be the same ecosystem, it's going to be the same architecture. I agree, but that still doesn't mean that there's not going to be growing pains. Because just think back, and this is the last point I'm going to make on here, just think back, let's go back to 2013. 2013, these consoles were announced, the PS4 and the Xbox One, and x86 architecture was a thing and people said two things they said first of all these things are going to get hacked right out the gate that really didn't happen second people said oh well because it's x86 and developers have been working on it for years both these consoles are tapped out they're maxed out already that's it what you're seeing right near this now this is the best we're going to get we're not going to get any better that's not at all true either uh, you can look at games that have come out this year and last year for these systems and compare them to games that were coming out in 2013, 2014. And there's definitely leagues improvement on these systems. Leagues improvement, like on, on games that you're seeing here. A lot of the examples I'm more thinking of are on the PlayStation 4 side. I'm just, again, I and, and that's not even a slight to the Xbox One. It's just I don't really play on it as much. So I can't think of anything super tangible on there. Because even the exclusives I'm thinking of, like I could certainly point at Forza, but I haven't played the latest ones. I think the last one I was really playing was like Crackdown 3, for example. Which Crackdown 3 was, it, it doesn't look good. It really doesn't. But that's not a fault of the hardware or anything. That's just that's that's the game itself. That's the aesthetic. That's you know all of that there. But looking at like the PlayStation Four for example, you can look at early games that had come out, and there's impressive titles like there's multi-plats like Battlefield Four. There's you know Killzone on there. Like these came out on launch, and then you compare them to which Killzone still looks great. Don't get me wrong. Then you compare it to something like The Last of Us Part Two, and completely ahead completely on there or even god of war just you know and that game came out two. it that game came out two years ago unbelievable but yeah i think it'll be okay i think it'll all be okay i, I look forward to seeing what's going to happen with these systems i look forward to seeing more on them but there's still nothing that's really exciting me on here but is it enough for me to talk about them for 20 minutes yeah that just happened so i guess there's that <laughs> so I wanted to kind of give a little bit of a thank you here for anybody who's been listening and watching. You, you know, it's been one of those things. All of us have been at home. I myself, at least, I've, I've been at home quite a bit just because of, you know, self-quarantine and such, as I talked about earlier in here. But I've noticed this. I've, I've tried to, and I hope people have noticed this, I have tried to upload a bit more often. So I used to upload just like, all the time at different times and then I started going on a schedule where I was uploading twice a week then because life got a little bit hectic I actually downgraded that to once a week and I would do my podcast occasionally in the middle of the week well 
part of this, because I've been spending so much time at home, because I have some more time to do things like so many other people, I've said, you know what? I'm going to push for twice a week again. I'm going to be doing two video uploads a week. So I think in May, I did that almost every week. But in, no, 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 actually, I was going to say in April, I did that almost every week. In May, I did two uploads per week. And so far, June, actually, yeah, once this goes out, yeah, because I'm recording on the 23rd, it's going to go on the 24th, I have a video set up for the weekend. Uh, in June, I'll be able to do the same thing. So that's been one thing I've been pushing myself to do on there, just saying, you know what, there's not really much of a reason for me to not do two uploads a week, so I'm going to do that. Um, I certainly can. It's just, you know, again, before my life was just a little too hectic to be doing two, so I was only doing one. But on that, I've noticed from the past, like, maybe in the past, like, four or five uploads, people have been really awesome. People have been really supportive. There's been a lot of love in the comments. There's just been, like, positivity and such. And it's not even just, like, the latest videos. It's just been kind of across the board. And, you know, that's really nice to see and experience. Uh, not only just, like, you know, it feels good when you're creating content people are really enjoying it and such they're saying nice things but just in in light of everything that's going on in the world and the circumstances right now it's kind of nice to have that nice little slice of oh this is really comfy and there's people here who are pretty chill about this shit like i'm, I'm not surrounding myself in complete negativity and that's never been the idea to do that, um, especially because I don't really, if you all notice, aside from, you know, like this podcast, I don't really bring up real world events. Uh, and I very much do that on purpose. One of the things is I don't really want to put that stuff out as much on the channel. The other thing, too, is I believe that people would need escapism. So this, this podcast is definitely more of an anomaly at least here on the channel because this is just this is just me talking about whatever the hell I want to like if you don't like a topic I'm talking about guess what you can skip over it there's not going to be as many people who are going to tune in tomorrow's minute the people who want to listen to tomorrow's minute are the people who want to listen to me personally and if you're here I really do thank you for that I really appreciate that um the point is there's there's not going to be that many people I'm not going to say nobody but there's not going to be like that many people who are going to say oh I really like this tutorial so I'm going to watch this one hour personal upload from this guy not saying it doesn't happen, but it rarely happens is what I mean by that. So that's why I don't bring those up as much. But so like on my videos, unless there's, I'm not even sure of what event I might really make a specific video on. I, I used to do a bit more of that, you know, years ago, but now it's kind of just, I'm, I'm very much aware of, you know what, I'm going to kind of just push ahead, still do my own thing on here. But again, provide that escapism so that's why even in and i've talked about this in, in the podcast for you know a few episodes here and there that's why it, even in my videos in my tutorials and any of the stuff i'm doing i'm really not bringing up like oh haha this is a good time to do it in quarantine um one because that that might date the video a little bit um i'm not sure how good or bad that will age as a joke but also again i'm aware People need their escapism, all right? Like, an example here. I've seen this a lot. Somebody dusts off their PSP that they found in their attic. 
because all of a sudden they're cleaning their attic because it's, you know, quarantine time and that's what they're doing. And they find their PSP and they say, hey, I kind of want to mod this thing because the UMD drive isn't working as well as it used to on here. So they find one of my videos. I don't think they need quarantine and coronavirus jokes in that video. Like, they're, they're already aware of what's going on. They're dealing with it. They just want a video where it's like, hey, this is how you do this from start to finish, the end. Hope you're happy. And then they're happy, and then they might like the video, leave a positive comment, and be on their merry way. I think that's perfectly fine. But I want to say, you know, at the end of this, thank you to everyone um, for listening, watching. And, you know, the positivity has definitely been noticed. I, I can absolutely say that. All right. So... I have one story here I'm going to share. And for anyone who does not know, I worked at a local mom and pop video game store for about two years. And this is in high school. And it was just over two years. And I've started on these solo episodes. I've been telling at least one story from the game shop that I used to work at. We had two locations. But there's one here I wanted to tell. I had this story on the back burner for a little bit, and this is about SD cards. So there was a gentleman who, he was kind of an asshole. I'm going to be honest. He was kind of an asshole. Just had a bit of an attitude, but he would come in and he was always selling SD cards. And, you know, he was always, his thing would always be, he would come in give you the SD card, not really be the nicest person, and they were always brand new, like brand new in the package, nice, shiny, fresh SD cards. So he would always, you know, show me the, like, he, he would give you the hardware, and he'd give him the price, he'd always be like, nope, 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 I know how much that retails for, I, that was his line, his line was always, I know how much that retails for, so he would always be saying that. And he would kind of throw like a little bit of a tantrum and it's just like, okay, well, dude, this is how much your SD card is worth cash or credit. Do you want to sell it or not? And he would just kind of like fume over it for like a minute and then he would sell it to you. And that was about the end of it. So he, he would always consistently come in. He would always do this. And I remember there was just one time I had had enough of him because he came in and he brought in like a two gigabyte. Was it a two gig? I think so. It wasn't that much at the time. I remember like at the time I was like, oh, this is kind of sort of worthless. I want to say it was two gig, but he brought in like a two gigabyte micro SD card or no, just regular SD card. And he only brought in one of them because this dude used to sometimes bring in like four or five, six at a time, you know, because um, I, I guess disclaimer, I can't prove they were stolen, but dot, 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 dot. <laughs> either way, either way, we did as many precautions as we could on there, right? Either way, uh, he came in with one, and he pops it up on the counter, and he was like, yeah, I want to know how much I can get for this. And I think I looked at it, and I was just like, okay, it's not going to be that much. And I looked it up, I think it was like $4. So he uh what was going on so i told him four dollars and that was like the lowest price i'd ever given him on anything and he started going nuts he's like no no absolutely not i know how much that retails for and i was like i know how much it retails for as well too what do you want to do and he was like oh wait huh like what i was like yeah i know how much it retails for 
He's like, really, how much does it retail for? I was like, this thing sells for like $10. And he was just, his jaw just dropped. And he just pointed at it. He's like, $10 for this? I said, yeah, $10 for it. So I'm going to buy it from you for $4. And then I'm going to turn around and sell it for $8. (laughs) But this is not a valuable SD card, my dude. And then he just kind of pointed at it. And he was like, no, this isn't just a regular SD card. This is a high-speed SD card. And he pointed to the high-speed logo on it. And I kind of just stifled a little bit of a laugh. And I was like, I don't care what speed it is. It doesn't matter how high or low speed it is. This is a 2-gigabyte SD card. Nobody wants to buy this thing. This thing is going to sit here. Like, this is not going to move. So I'm telling you, I know how much it retails for. And this is how much that we're going to give it to you for. Like, the, the, it, I can give you $4, and I'm being generous on this. If you want $4 cash, I'll give it to you. If not, we're good. And, of course, he sold it to me. I think the, the last thing, this is the last time I, I ever saw him on here. There was one day where he had come in multiple times. So he came in, and I was working by myself. My manager was off at the time. But he had came in. And he brought in several SD cards, and he had sold them. And at this point, you know, we were friendly with each other. So he was just like, yeah, yeah I've, I've got... No, I think the first time. He came in like three times that day. The first time he said, hey, um, I got some like I, I, I got some SD cards I, I want to sell. Are, are you guys looking? And I said, yeah. He was like, oh, okay, well, I got like two in my pocket right here. Here you go. So I, I, sold, I bought them from him. And then he said, yeah, so I'm going to, you know, bring in some other SD cards. Is, is that fine? But it's kind of going to be, you know, a bit. And I was like, yeah, that, that's okay. So he had left. And at one point he came back and he, he just opened up the door. And he was like, hey, man, I just want to know if I just bring in like a big box of shit, would you call the cops? I'm like, what? He was like, yeah, yeah, I, like I, I got like a, a like a box of micro uh, of of SD cards, but I would just bring like a big box of shit in here. Would you call the cops on me? I'm just like, uh, no, no, unless there's like a reason to. And he's like, oh, okay, cool, I'll, I'll be back. I, I got a whole bunch of SD cards I'm gonna bring. So, <laughs> I think at one point then, like after that, I had um, I had called up my manager. I'm like. Dude, what do I do? The SD card guy is back, and I think, I think there was one time. So I'm, I, it's been a while since this has happened, but I think like the first time he came in, I told you all he he sold me the SD cards. I think he came in one other time, and then the third time he did tell me that it was it was the comments about the cops. He asked me, you know, if I bring in a big box of shit, would you call the cops? And at that point, I had to call up my manager. I'm just like, dude, what is the deal here? Like. I don't know what to do. This guy just straight up asked me if he brings in a box of stuff to sell, if I'll call the cops. And my manager was like, wait, are you serious? And I said, yeah, that's what he said. And he was like, yeah, if he comes in and tries to sell stuff, call the cops. I said, okay, fine. I'll use your citation. I'll do that. So we hung up. And I think at one point then... He did come back. He, he came back the last time. This is the last time I ever saw him. But he had come in, 
and he didn't have anything with him. So imagine my surprise. He didn't have a big box of shit. He didn't have his pockets stuffed with SD cards. He, he didn't have even a bag full of them. And he was like, hey, man, uh, I just want to let you know I'm not going to need to sell them to you now. I was like, oh, really? And he said, yeah, you know, I had like, I was bringing in like a big bag of a whole lot of SD cards and I ran into a dude and he bought every single one of them off of me for, I don't remember how much, but it, it was a pretty good price per SD card. And I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. He's like, yeah, so, uh, I don't know, not much else to say here. Thanks, but I don't have anything to sell you because I already sold all of them. And I was like, oh, cool. Thanks. And he walked off and never saw the dude again. But those are like the, the shifty characters that I would see where, again, you have this guy has an attitude, is always complaining about the prices we're giving him, but he keeps bringing in SD cards and it, he he keeps selling them to us. And then again, I, I will never forget that line. He again, I, I'm just going to repeat it. He asked me if I just bring in a big box of shit. Will you call the cops? <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah, that's that's the one game shop story I wanted to share this time around. But I guess the, the last thing I'll share here just to wrap things up will be, uh, as I always talk about, what games I'm currently playing right now. So at the moment, it's still, you know, I'm still doing my thing where I'm trying to beat at least one game a month, and I haven't beat a game yet. So I have exactly one week right now to still make that happen, and I do plan to make it happen. But there's been a few games I've been playing. So first of all, I'm still... Pretty much Monday through Friday, I'm playing a little bit of Ring Fit Adventures. Uh, that's actually been, that's been a tough game, all right? That's been a tough game. That that works you out, but it's great. <laughs> but I, I decide to, typically, like, if I'm doing something leisurely, like, you know, if, if I'm visiting someone or if they're visiting me, I don't play it throughout the week. Uh, and I don't play it on weekends just because I don't feel like it. But Monday through Friday, I, I'm playing that. Pretty much every day I've been playing Animal Crossing. I've really gotten into the stock market on there, so I'm playing Animal Crossing New Horizons. I just found out recently you can technically beat that game, which is a shock to me. Because I'm like, what, I don't know, 30, 35 hours in the game? I don't really feel like I've done that much. Because that's kind of the point. I've, I've never looked at it as a game that you do something in or you have an end goal. But apparently there is an end goal. Apparently there, there is a quote-unquote ending and you can make the credits roll in the game. Of course, the game will still go on after that, but there is a end goal to make the game finish up, which I had no idea of. I honestly had no idea there, there, there was that. So, color me surprised when I found out you could technically beat Animal Crossing. I don't know when that's going to happen. I'm not really very motivated to do so because I've been playing this game kind of aimlessly. But yeah, um... I'm playing it, I'm having fun with it, you know, I'm just trying to upgrade my house in there and such and, you know, make my money back on turnips and turn that into bells, just big stacks of bells. And I've finally found, I think I was telling someone, at about 30 hours in-game, I finally found a point to playing Animal Crossing for me. I now treat Animal Crossing as the game I will buy things in that I would not buy in real life and or I don't have the space for. So I've got like multiple arcade cabinets. I have a giant server rack. I have the biggest bathroom I can imagine. Just stuff like that. And that's been what's brought me joy on Animal Crossing. So it's been those two I've been playing. Um, I was really excited to finally get my hands on Xenoblade Chronicles, uh, Definitive Edition. 
I'm only about two hours into it, though, because I had ended up getting busy and I just couldn't focus on it as much. Uh, plus, then I finally got a couple of visual novels I was really waiting for from Limited Run Games. Um, I got 2064, I believe that's the name, uh, Read Only Memories. I have not played that yet, though, so I'm not really including it on this list, uh, but I'm playing Valhalla. Uh, that is a cyberpunk bartender action game where you are you're in a place called glitch city you are making drinks for all these people including talking dogs so it's not just people it's dogs it's cyborgs it's all, all that fun stuff i've been waiting on this game for a while it's looked really cool i bought it from limited run games shortly after it was available and i've been waiting and waiting and waiting i i've been waiting at least like eight months to get my hands on this and there's been so many sales i have disregarded and decided to not purchase the game on simply because i already owned the game it's just i didn't physically have it but i had paid for it in full i was just waiting for my copy to physically get here and it finally got here and so far so far it's okay <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. Uh, so far, it's okay. I maybe had it spoiled a little bit because I'd played another game that was pretty similar called Coffee Talk, where it just seemed like the coffee version of this. And I really enjoy Coffee Talk. I like the art style. I like the dialogue on there. I like the characters. Uh, and it's like the perfect length as well, too. You can beat the game in like four or five hours. I really enjoy Coffee Talk. Um, Valhalla is great so far. It has more of a serious and a lot more of a mature tone to it. So uh, that does manifest itself in language, themes, humor, all that stuff. Um, and I'm okay with it. I, I guess I just really need to sit down. It's, I guess the thing to me, for some reason, it's harder for me to sit down and just go all in on this game. As opposed to something like Coffee Talk or other visual novels I've played. Which I wasn't really expecting because I was expecting to just like get super sucked in and engrossed in this game. Uh, but so far that hasn't really happened. And it's been a little bit disappointing. And that's kind of a me thing. It's not really a fault of the game itself. And I, I just, I can't really pinpoint why that is. So my plan is the next week I'm just going to kind of just try and just go into Valhalla, just really play it. That's going to be, my goal is that's going to be the game that I beat for this month. And hopefully next month I can report back and maybe I can say, oh, it was so much better than I was thinking. Oh, this is great. Or maybe I'll just come back and say, it was okay. It was still okay. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But those are the games that I've been playing so far. So I think that's about it for this episode of Mario's Minute. I think we can wrap it up right here pretty easily. Um, if things have seemed a, a little bit different or sound a little bit different, this episode, uh, I haven't changed anything on here. But this is the first morning episode that I have done. You see, for some reason, I woke up at 3.45 a.m. this morning. And after about 30 minutes, I said, I'm not going to go back to bed. Because... I'm way too awake. So, like, I took a shower and did all that stuff. And, like, I haven't even walked Lily, like, my dog yet. I, I haven't even walked her yet. Uh, simply because it's still really early in the morning. It's, like, 6.22 right now when I'm recording this. Like, when I'm wrapping this up. So, the nice thing is, I can at least get this all done early in the morning and not have to worry about doing anything in the evening in regards to this podcast, but this is also the first morning podcast that I've done. I don't even have coffee or anything because I, I didn't need it, strangely enough. But how about this? You know, that, that's going to be a good word. 
At the end of every single episode, I like to use a keyword, and if you use that keyword in a YouTube comment on the upload of this episode, I know that you made it to the end, and that keyword is going to be coffee. Do you like coffee? Do you hate coffee? How do you drink your coffee? Personally, for me, I prefer to drink my coffee black, and I prefer to use a French press to make my coffee. I've joking, I've used to joke about being a coffee snob, but I'm like, well, one, it's not really that hard to be a coffee snob. And two, I guess my definition of it was like, you know, getting the beans, the whole beans, and then using a grinder and then using a French press. And I'm like, you know, it's actually kind of a therapeutic process. And it's not like it takes like 30 minutes to do. It takes a few minutes. Like, I don't know, I, I can get set up within one minute. And then, you know, within like five, I have my water ready. And then within another five, I have my coffee ready. So it's kind of like a five, 10 minute process overall. It's really not that bad. But yeah, I I like to drink black French pressed coffee. That's kind of my go-to on there. And I, you know, I get the beans themselves and I grind them and all that. So it's been real fun. But yeah, let me know if you use that keyword coffee in your YouTube comment on the upload of this on my channel. I know you made it to the end. Anyways, this is Mr. Mario signing off. Thank you all for listening and watching, everyone, and until next month.